0: Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues.
1: Religious freedom has been under attack in the United States military, but one hero, Congressman John Fleming, is standing up for chaplains. He joins us from Louisiana via Skype tonight.
0: Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name.
1: If you've been watching our show, if you know anything about my personal history, it's that we care about religious freedom, especially for military chaplains. I myself am a former Navy chaplain. I took a stand for the right to pray in Jesus' name. I was vindicated by Congress after some trouble with the Navy years ago. But since then, I've been a full-time political activist and we have been deeply interested in religious liberty policy as it pertains to the United States military. There have been battles when liberals try to censor our troops and say you can't talk about your faith, but there have also been great victories with heroic congressmen over the years who have stood for especially military chaplains. We're joined today via Skype from Louisiana by one of those heroes, John Fleming, the congressman from Louisiana, Thank you so much, sir, for your track record of defending religious liberty for our troops in uniform. And I know you particularly are a member of the House Armed Services Committee. Can you introduce yourself and talk about your district in Louisiana and, and what you do on that committee?
2: Yes, thank you, Chaplain. Um, I'm a physician by trade, a family doctor. I have uh, been in practice for nearly 40 years. Uh, also, have uh, owned businesses apart from that. Uh, But I very proudly served in the uniform as well of the U.S. Navy. I was a Navy doctor and uh, certainly had friends who were Navy chaplains and through the years have really appreciated what chaplains do for the military. Uh, And in 2008, I ran for Congress and was elected and have been serving uh, in Congress since then, both on the House Armed Services Committee Uh, representing two major military bases, Fort Polk in Leesville, Louisiana, as well as Barksdale Air Force Base in Shreveport, Bossier, uh, Louisiana. And uh, the military, the common defense, which is the highest priority of uh, Congress to begin with, has always been where my heart is, and uh, seeing to it that our troops are well taken care of, well protected, because they're the ones that protect us.
1: Well, thank you for your service as a veteran, as a Navy doctor. Uh, do you want to talk briefly about your career as a physician? And then, how did you get an interest in politics? Why did you decide to run for Congress?
2: Well, uh, you know, my frustration over the years uh, being a physician and also being a business owner, uh, having to cover 500 employees with health care, was the frustration of a system which is archaic, uh, which needs to be updated. And to make sure that there is good access to care, but also good choice, and that that's provided in a cost effective way. So, frankly, I came to, to Washington to go about the important project of health care reform. Unfortunately, when I got here, we ended up with something that was nothing like reform. We ended up with, as you know, uh, the so called Affordable Care Act, which is really a government operation. Uh, that really restricts our freedoms, re- restricts our choices, and is uh, government centered rather than patient centered. So I'm committed to remain in the fight for that. I voted against Obamacare and will continue uh, to apply my knowledge and skills, both as a physician providing direct care, but also as an employer covering people to be sure that we end up with a patient centered system, one that's based on free market p- principles where the costs go down because of competition and the choices go up. That is what every American wants, and if we do that and do that properly, more Americans will be covered, not less.
1: You're absolutely right, I believe. Uh, You were elected in 2008, the same year President Obama was elected, so I imagine you were sworn in that same month in January of 2009, and one of the first battles for that first year was all about healthcare and creating what is referred to as the Obamacare exchanges and the government mandated takeover we were, we were following that closely with our ministry we've sent 4.5 million petitions to congress including 1.2 million against Obamacare specifically because of the abortion providing clauses that HHS is now mandating of course uh, do you have any opinion about the hobby lobby case or or different Aspects of religious liberty as it pertained to that law.
2: Well, Chaplain, as you know, there was a big debate. In fact, uh, there were a number of Democrats in the House who refused to vote for Obamacare unless there was guaranteed protections against taxpayer-paid abortions. And uh, the president decided to offer them some type of an executive order. In fact, that was one of the first executive orders of the patient uh, that the uh, (laughs) president uh, promised and uh so they went ahead and voted for obamacare saying that uh those protections would be in place uh we have we conservatives of course christians said no uh in fact obamacare will make taxpayer funded abortions available widely available and will also force people who purchase private insurance to pay for abortions for others and it turned out we were correct on that and uh uh, you know about the Hobby Lobby case having to do with the Board of Patients. Uh, we won on that. Uh, we also have a situation today in California where the state, uh, just through regulatory actions, is requiring every health care plan to provide elective abortion coverage. And even churches and anti abortion uh, organizations who employ people will be forced in California and likely other states later uh... to to pay for abortion coverage so there's no question that uh... the this administration was dishonest on this and many other issues when it came to obamacare
1: Stupak said that he was fooled by the president he was one of those holdouts executive order and the president i think did sign something but uh... turned out that was all overruled by these eight hhs regulations which are now forcing Christian business owners to pay for abortions. That gets right into religious liberty, which I wanna talk about after this short commercial break. We especially get your opinion on the military and religious freedom. We'll be right back with Congressman John Fleming from Louisiana.
0: Discerning the spirits that rule our politicians, Dr. Chaps will be right back.
1: Do you care about defending religious liberty? I know you do. And that's why I'm asking you to take action today. Don't just sit there, but do something visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org and sign a petition that we'll fax to Congress on your behalf. In fact, there are three specific petitions I want you to sign to defend military chaplains who are under fire. The first is to support HR 343. This is a bill introduced in Congress by my friend, Congressman Walter Jones of North Carolina to protect free speech for military chaplains who are sometimes punished if they use the word Jesus in their prayers. Well, if you know my story, you know that I was punished in 2006, uh, even at court martial, because I used the word Jesus in my prayers in uniform in front of the White House. Well, I was later vindicated by Congress who said it's okay for me to do that. But did you know 65 other chaplains are now suing the Navy? I was not the only person. Our second petition I want you to sign is to protect military chapel buildings which are being desecrated. Christian altars, Catholic or Protestant, are being desecrated by homosexual wedding ceremonies in all 50 states under this order by the Obama Obama administration. Well, that deprives all of our soldiers, sailors, airmen, and marines of a sacred worship space which ought to be protected, and instead they're gonna punish the chaplain if he won't turn over the keys to his chapel. Here's another petition I want you to sign, and this is to stop threatening court-martial for troops who talk about Jesus. Even recently, the Pentagon is saying, oh, we're gonna threaten you with a crime of proselytizing. No, that's not right. Any soldier ought to be able to talk about his or her faith in Jesus Christ and to have that same religious freedom of speech that we sacrifice to give for others. When you sign these petitions, we will fax them to Congress, and it's free. I want you to take action today. Sign these three important petitions at PrayInJesusName.org. Go there today.
0: Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps.
1: Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps. We're joined again by Congressman John Fleming, Republican from Louisiana via Skype today from Washington, D.C. Welcome back, Congressman.
2: Uh, Thank you so much, Chaplain.
1: Sir, you're on the House Armed Services Committee and you have a track record for defending religious freedom, not only for chaplains like I was a Navy chaplain, but especially since the Obama administration passed the repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Do you remember in late 2010 during the lame duck Congress when Nancy Pelosi forced that on our military and what were some of the things that that you warned us about that how it would affect religious liberty in the military?
2: Well there, there seems to be a sense among liberals in Washington uh, and some of those even in the military that the only way that you can uh, allow uh, people to be openly gay or even have gay marriage is somehow you have to stifle the religious liberty and particularly the, the liberty of expression uh, and not just for Christian religious liberty but other other forms of, uh, of beliefs of rights of conscience if you will And so that's been sort of a battle uh, that's been ongoing, and certainly the First Amendment does not say anything about uh, gay behavior or gay marriage. It's all about one's freedom to express oneself uh, to one's uh, personal conscience rights and certainly to religion in general. And so that's really been our focus, that whatever happened with Don't Ask, don't, Don't Tell should in no way impair one's uh, religious beliefs and certainly religious expressions.
1: Yes, but we have seen, for example, there at Fort Polk in your district, uh, there have been gay weddings that were held in the base chapel on the military base. And we have a memo signed by uh, then lawyer for the Pentagon, Jade Johnson, who you know wrote this policy saying that chaplains must turn over the keys to their chapel buildings to host gay weddings, even if they don't preside at those weddings, uh, doesn't that desecrate the Christian altar and and what is being done?
2: Well, in that one case at Fort Polk, which is in my district, uh, it was a gay ceremony, but not a gay wedding. And the difference is, of course, in Louisiana, uh, the marriage laws do not allow same-sex marriage. Uh, So there was a ceremony and uh, when I spoke with the base commander about it, He uh, expressed that he he was completely taken off guard with that, uh, did not know about it, and seemed quite sincere, and assured me it would not happen again, and it has not happened again. Uh, So I'm not sure how that applies to overall Army or DOD policy, but at least in this one case, uh, we were very clear that, uh, that, you know, those kinds of uh, activities which may be at least unlawful in Louisiana, uh, and how they may affect or impact uh, the chaplaincy and certainly the Army, uh, really have to be properly evaluated and vetted and make certain that that's allowed through the language of DOD.
1: Absolutely, and I know in the past two years, both 2013 and 2014, the National Defense Authorization Act included some amendments and some language to protect religious freedom for our troops. One of those years, we actually called it the Fleming Amendment, and we encouraged people to sign petitions to help pass your amendment as part of the NDAA. What did that amendment say, and and was it passed into law?
2: Thank you. Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, When I served in the military, these sort of issues never crossed my mind. I never had any concern about having a Bible on my desk or expressing myself in a religious way. And uh, so it was quite a shock and surprise when I came to Washington and saw this was an issue. And then when I began to talk to my constituents about it, uh, they felt like that I was being uh, maybe overreacting to things. Uh, but I assured them that this is not your father's military anymore and that changes were actually occurring. And uh, many of them now are on board with that. They understand. And uh, we continued to have um, a catalog of many instances, both small and large, that suggested real problems with impingement of religious liberty on individual military members, as well as chaplains themselves. And so we began to look into it and uh, found that the na- language needed to be improved in the National Defense Authorization Act. So in FY 2014, which was actually passed in 2013 of the National Defense Authorization Act, I was able to get an amendment and even got bipartisan support that said that not only should military members be able to believe what they choose when it comes to uh, free speech, but they should be able to express that within the confines of good order and discipline. And um, uh, it was was quite a battle, but it was a bipartisan uh, uh, supported bill. Uh, it got support in the Senate, and though the President uh, uh, threatened to veto it, he did sign it into law. And from that have come good things. We've got an improvement in some of the policies uh, from the Air Force, and um, we've had oversight hearings. And quite frankly, there's been a, a significant reduction in complaints. Uh, we have don't feel that the war is won on this yet, but we think we've made a huge step in the right direction.
1: Yes, sir, and I know you work closely with attorneys from Alliance Defending Freedom, and you know my attorney from Louisiana, John Wells, who advocates for the rights of military chaplains. Um, Can you talk about NDAA 2015? And I know it hasn't passed the Senate yet, but were there some good phrases in there? I I couldn't find anything about chaplains, but maybe you know better. What passed the House Uh, this year?
2: Yes, Um, we actually got some additional language Um, that was important. It talks about the origin of the chaplaincy. Remember that uh, the chaplaincy corps actually precedes America, the United States, as a nation. And uh, it says that, uh, I won't read the whole thing, of course, but it says the committee recognizes the historical and present-day significance of the chaplaincies of the military departments. And it talks about since the time of General Washington in the First Continental Congress uh... created the chaplain corps uh... in july 29th 1775 and it goes on to talk about how important uh... the chaplaincy is how uh... essential it is for the military which for people who've never been in the military or connected with the military it may be hard to appreciate but when you think about uh... the sacrifices that are made even non-combat sacrifices not to mention combat sacrifices that are made it's essential to have a chaplain that you can talk with and to rely upon for advice, and, uh, and certainly a direct ministry and spiritual direction.
1: Absolutely, and uh, we're gonna take another short break, but when we come back, I'm gonna ask the Congressman about the idea of atheist chaplains. Is it time, and, and what is his reaction? Is there a new Democrat proposal to do that? We'll be right back with Congressman John Fleming
0: making your voice heard in our nation's capital. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Do you care about defending religious liberty? I know you do. And
1: that's why I'm asking you to take action today. Don't just sit there, but do something. Visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org and sign a petition that we'll fax to Congress on your behalf. In fact, there are three specific petitions I want you to sign to defend military chaplains who are under fire. The first is to support H.R. 343. This is a bill introduced in Congress by my friend, Congressman Walter Jones of North Carolina, to protect free speech for military chaplains who are sometimes punished if they use the word Jesus in their prayers. Well, if you know my story, you know that I was punished in 2006, uh, even at court martial, because I used the word Jesus in my prayers in uniform in front of the White House. Well, I was later vindicated by Congress who said it's okay for me to do that. But did you know 65 other chaplains are now suing the Navy? I was not the only person. Our second petition I want you to sign is to protect military chapel buildings, which are being desecrated. Christian altars, Catholic or Protestant, are being desecrated by homosexual wedding ceremonies in all 50 states under this order by the Obama Obama administration. Well, that deprives all of our soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines of a sacred worship space, which ought to be protected, and instead they're gonna punish the chaplain if he won't turn over the keys to his chapel. Here's another petition I want you to sign, and this is to stop threatening court martial for troops who talk about Jesus. Even recently, the Pentagon is saying, oh, we're gonna threaten you with a crime of proselytizing. No, that's not right. Any soldier ought to be able to talk about his or her faith in Jesus Christ and to have that same religious freedom of speech that we sacrifice to give for others. When you sign these petitions, we will fax them to Congress, and it's free. I want you to take action today. Sign these three important petitions at PrayInJesusName.org. Go there today. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaffs. Thank you, thank you for supporting PIJN News, for signing our petitions, for helping us to communicate your views, not only in prayer to Almighty God, but by petition to the United States Congress. I'm joined again today by uh, my new friend, Congressman John Fleming, Republican from Louisiana, who defends religious freedom, and maybe he's even heard and received some of your petitions to do that. Welcome back, Congressman Fleming.
2: Thank you, Chaplain, great to be with you.
1: Sir, does it help you to hear from the public when, when these you know, eruptions happen in the newspaper, like Mikey Weinstein threatens to sue the Air Force Academy over cadets who post Bible verses on their whiteboard or things like that. Uh, are you inspired when, pe- when you get all these petitions or does it annoy you?
2: No, it is uh, it's quite inspiring uh, and very much appreciated. Uh, and, and in fact, it gives me, uh, it strengthens my faith because uh, sometimes when I do talk with people, uh, people of faith in fact, back in my district. Uh, Sometimes they're just not aware of these things. And so it makes me feel really good, Chaplain, when I know that there are people out there, whether in my district or elsewhere, that they're engaged with this and they're on board with this and they're helping me and they're praying for me. And also remember that some members may not be as core committed as I am. uh, And so it also helps persuade them as well.
1: Well, that's fantastic. And you've been a leader on these issues, introducing the Fleming Amendment, which did become law, even though President Obama, you know, objected a little bit. He did sign it into law. And then that has already had good consequences. Like you said, this past week, the Air Force modified their bad regulation 1-1 to specifically allow what? What did you want them to do and what did they do? Uh
2: the the language that existed uh in regulation for the Air Force uh did uh, was really very limited and it didn't seem to comport well particularly with the new Fleming language and uh, so we worked with them to expand it to make it more balanced uh, and to give uh, more direction to the uh, base commanders what we found was that when problems would crop up the base commander would would have a knee-jerk reaction uh, he wouldn't he or she wouldn't have much to go by in the way of regulations So um, with the improved and expanded regulations, I think the base commanders, the ones who are often the immediate decision makers, uh, can feel better about responding to the Mikey Weinsteins of the world who call up and demand certain things to be done that are very unreasonable. And they can now feel comfortable that they will be backed up by the Pentagon.
1: That's right. Uh, You know, they don't get a heckler's veto when the atheist complainers want to censor any Soldier who wants to talk about his faith in Jesus Christ, uh, they yes. don't get to silence us as Christians just because they're easily offended. So thank yes. you for making that clear in the law. We owe you a great debt and, and the people who petitioned you and, and prayed for you, I'm standing with them today. Uh, sir, my, uh, one of our congressmen here in Colorado where this show is taped is Jared Polis who happens to be openly gay. He's from Boulder, God bless him. Uh, But he introduced this idea of atheist chaplains in the military. Uh, Isn't that kind of an oxymoron? Where do you see that going?
2: Absolutely it's an oxymoron. Let's go back to the definition of chaplain. If you look in any dictionary, it tells you that it's a combination of two things. Number one, it's a person of faith who works connected to a secular organization. That is the perfect definition of what a chaplain does in the military the military organization is not a faith-based organization but the chaplain is that one connection uh... to faith and again so essential going back even before the birth of our nation even george washington when he was a general noted the importance of that and uh... so now we have this demand by liberals uh... who assume i assume are humanist, secularist, or atheist who say well we want to have our chaplain well how can you have a chaplain when by definition that person is not a person of faith Uh, and then they say well we need someone to counsel us well they already have counselors they've got psychologists they've got psychiatrists uh, they have uh, marriage counselors psychologists related to that uh, social workers so there are already plenty of secular people Uh, who are connected to the military to provide those kind of support. The chaplain is unique in that he or she is there for faith-based, certainly spiritual guidance. And to be honest with you, that isn't necessarily Christian. It can be uh, Jewish. It can be Muslim. There's even Wiccan uh, chaplains. Uh, And the idea of having a secularist uh, chaplain uh, also, doesn't pass the sniff test when you consider that there is endorsing agencies that have to say this person uh, is okay by us. We have vetted this person, and they really are of our faith and beliefs, uh, and they hold to our conscience uh, uh, understanding of God in the universe. Uh, so we are recommending him or her, and uh, it, it just that simply does not happen in the environment that we have today in the military. And so despite attempts by Mr. Polis, uh, we were able to push back on that. And again, we had bipartisan support uh, to block that amendment to the NDAA.
1: Thank God. And I know, having worked for many years with members of Congress, you're probably supported in your resistance by my Congressman from Colorado Springs, Doug Lamborn, Congressman Walter Jones of North Carolina, the Democrat Mike McIntyre from North Carolina, uh, there is bipartisan support for religious freedom, but is that, uh, and I'll give you the last word here, sir, if you wanna talk about the next phase of that battle, is is there anything you're advocating for or anything we neglected to talk about today?
2: Well, first of all, I would just have to say, chaplain, uh, this, this battle is not over with. Uh, they're gonna keep coming back, uh, offering amendments, offering uh, new bills, laws, if you will, That will expand secularism, humanism, atheism, uh, to limit uh, your First Amendment uh, speeches uh, or or right of speech, uh, not only in the military but elsewhere. And so we have to stay on the vanguard and we have to stay in constant prayer and we have to come together as a community, as a faith-based community to do that. And also we have to expand that into the... Uh, areas of abortion and reproduction. Uh, yes, sir. As as we know, that these things are happening. So, uh, and and with the next NDAA, we hope to strengthen our language even more because we'll have both a Senate and House Republican majority. So, we'd really like to expand upon the language we already have in the NDAA that protects First my Am- First Amendment speech, and also protects against uh, atheist
1: chaplains. Thank you so much, sir. Our guest has been Congressman John Fleming of Louisiana. I discern the Spirit of God on this man, and I pray God's blessing on you in Jesus' name. We'll be back after this, uh, well, we'll be back in tomorrow's show, and we'll have more about these topics. God bless you today in Jesus' name.
0: Chaplain Klingenschmidt is a graduate of the U.S. Air Force Academy who earned his Ph.D. in theology from Regent University. As a former Navy chaplain, by taking a public stand for freedom of speech and religious expression, and by sacrificing his own 16-year career and million-dollar pension, he was vindicated by the U.S. Congress who changed the law and restored freedom for military chaplains to pray in Jesus' name. Dr. Chaps not only defended the Constitution, but his petitions have helped change the law in 10 states, restoring freedom to pray in Jesus' name. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80970. You can also call us toll free right now at 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y. G-O-D.